0: Blessings, 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 blessings everybody out there in the universe. My name is Sean Myrie and I'm your host of the Down to Earth podcast. Today, I got a great artist coming on. Yep, a legend in the game in Toronto to the universe. Not going to waste no time. Tough dumpling Collision coming through. Bless up to all of you. Yep, direct. Let's connect. Down to Earth. Coming through on that spaceship. What are you saying, brother?
1: <laughs> yo, yo. Just give me yo. a sec. I'm just trying to get it's this camera right. right. Yup.
0: hmm right Yo, I usually say this to everybody, but you know, introduce yourself to the universe to those who may not know who you are.
1: I go I go by the name of Collision, Health Dumpling Aki. <laughs> I got so many names. Yo, the, I know. It's honor The classic movie So yeah, it's a little bit of everything right now, but Tough Dumpling is the main name because I, re- I remember um like uh everybody says Biggie, but the album's called Notorious B.I.G. So sure. I think you know it's Tough Dumpling, but you're down to call me Collision, whatever you you know the flexes, you know.
0: Yeah, man, I remember, I remember you. I remember like you're basically t- what I know because I'm I, I I don't care about say, my age, forty two is one of the foundations of Toronto hip hop, the slang, how people are talking right now. Yeah. You know I mean, like I already know your resume, have an idea of your resume already. Got you, got you. I would have to keep the younger youth, them updated to what, like about you, like basically tell them, when did you start your career? Like really doing like, you know, out in the public. It was early nineties.
1: Um, basically, uh, yeah, I came up from Jamaica, and uh, you know Delroy G? Yeah. That's my pops, so. Oh, you know. So you don't know. He's been holding down the West Indian community for a while.
0: Yeah.
1: So I used to just sample his records when I got my sampler early on, taking them all in radio dub plates and trying to, like, remix them and whatnot. I could bet. And then um, in high school, I met up with uh, Quezro, Mm-hmm. And met up with DJ Don D at some, uh, I forget, it was some function that we met up on. Um, but Quezro in high school, he was more like, I mean, he was more like the cool kids. He hanged with all the cool kids yeah, and I see he was exactly. And because, mm-hmm. of, you know, I was fresh off the boat, you know, in the 90s, people don't realize if you were fresh off the boat, you didn't, you yeah. had a different crowd. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so when you're in the cool kids hip hop club, you don't hang with the freshies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think what happened was, I used to do the uh, morning at school announcements and I used mm. to rap it. So every morning I'll get on the, the morning announcements and I'll rap. But what I'll do, i switch into Patois so the teachers couldn't understand me <laughs> English. Yeah. so everybody was getting mad jokes in school because I could tell them where they could go and smoke. And i go in deep patois and then come back out and just talk about, all oh, some lunch thing happening on in the cafeteria. And so mm. that's kind of how the style really got popular because I had to make sure the teachers didn't know what I was subliminally I'm saying to the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. And yo,
0: like, throughout the 90s, I remember, like, listening to um, the classic album, right? The Tough Dumpling album, right? Yeah, and yeah. My bro- my brother was the one playing it, and we were playing it over and over because we we're saying, Yo, this reminds us, like, it reminds us of ourselves. Because you get what I mean? My parents are from Jamaica, but I was born in, you know, Canada. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: we, we hardly he- heard, like, people used to put it in the raps, so, or, you know, in America and up here, like, a little patwa. But this was authentic to us. This is real, right? Yeah, of- I mean,
1: to this day, no one even talks about the stuff that's on that record because in that record, I was talking about what it's like mm. when you come to Canada and you realize the teachers can't beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no one, you never miss <laughs> it like that on the record. You know what I'm saying? It's true.
0: You have you had a, a mix of comedy too. That's what's missing from hip hop, I believe.
1: Like yeah, phew. that too. That too. I had the 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 way of just making it funny and and adding that charismatic feel to it. And what I liked was when I was paired with Quezro, it was interesting because me and Quezro was actually working on two different records. Uh, We met up in the music room at school and, um, we were going back and forth. And, uh, this guy, I guess, so older cat, he had to come back to get some extra credits. I guess he failed high school and he needs to come back. So he had to come back for one class. And when he came back, he was hearing this rap shit and he's like, yo, I got a studio across the street. Mm. So me and Queso would go to the studio back and forth, but what would happen was we were on there different days and when we played back all of the records, I had one verse, he had one verse, none of the songs were ever finished. Mm, I see. So so we became a crew because we didn't want to write a full song. (laughs) You
0: know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) I know what you mean.
1: It was almost just like, yo, let's just be on the same record because I hate writing two two verses, and we just start to fuse them. If, you, if people check on their first single, it was called No Course because <laughs> we had two verses, and then we we're like, oh, we got to make a course now? And so the first line. <laughs> <laughs> no Course. our first single was called No Course. Yes. Yeah. So it was straight vibe. Like, all of the whole shit is vibe, and I think people hear that in the record. They could tell that having the time, we are just chilling, cracking jokes. And I think that, that's what made it so dangerous to all of the rappers in Toronto because they were so serious and so, yo, I'm going to do it like this. And then I just walk on and I say, I can't be done, And the crowd just fell out laughing.
0: <laughs> like, like I did not need one punchline. <laughs> I'm going to mark that down because when I say, like, the foundation of all these um, artists, what I see give tribute to, much respect to them, right? Like Daniels, the Maestros, the yeah, Mishies, yeah. and everybody. I remember basically you were near the time. I wouldn't say like the time when everything was kind of changing. Like that's you're right. You brought that that different type of energy. Yeah. And, every, and after that, Toronto to me, after you like re- remembering like the last I would say highlight of Toronto artists before this new school, right? Yeah. I remember tough. I remember tough dumpling and only a few. Yeah, I mean, like if you're a hip hop head from Toronto, yeah, the, like because I was—I think I was in high school, so, so I'm counting my time. You get what mm, I mean? Yeah, when I, um... when I was hearing you. So if I was in high school, and that's when Tupac and all of those brothers were still around. You get what I mean? The last yeah. of that before we got BET. That's yeah. to show you that you still—I don't know—I'm giving you your flowers now. You deserve it, <laughs> and your and the brother and the brother who's you know. Um, A lot of people forgot about tough dumpling because to me, Colonel official had the slang Bacardi slang, but it was you, you, to me, it was you guys who I heard really. really Yeah. I
1: I think, I think what happened when, um, I was on, um, I was on the mastermind mixtape. DJ mastermind put out a mixtape and That was the first time me and Cardi was on a same collaborative, like, album. And then when people heard the patois and they were like, yo, Mm. this guy is, like, real Yachty. Like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, so it was one of those. And then that's when I got the call to do the track with uh, Fife. Mm. Because I think originally they had Cardi in mind. It was going to be Cardi, Red Mm -hmm. One. But then when they heard when everybody reacted to the 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 Mastermind mixtape, like, yo, go with Tough Dumpling," like, dude, he's gonna bring that y'all thing for real, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I felt like everybody was trying to compare the two. Mm-hmm. And then, um, because realistically, everybody had one or two lines in Patois. I was yeah. like a few guys who went straight from talking <laughs> yeah. the- and kept yeah. the whole lyrics in Patois without ever coming out of English. They're yeah. we going to the English, so... um." I think that just that set a tone. So when Cardi came and he was like going straight, he had the bigger deal. So it yeah. made it seem like it okay, maybe he came first. But realistically, a lot of people in Toronto was, I mean, Missy would do it. But everybody yeah, yeah. came from a different angle. You yeah. know, like, if, if we sat at the table right now, the Pato stories that we're putting in our slang were yeah. different. And right. mine was, yeah. was on some next. You yeah. know, that shit. I wasn't just saying the slangs that people know. I was just telling the whole random story, you know what I'm saying?
0: But I, I, now that I'm looking on it, right, because Caribbean culture is very influenced in Toronto. That, yeah. that may, you, you and Cardi, Cardi and some others is the influence. Jamaican culture, let's be honest, is the influence to a lot of Toronto hip-hop because even how people talk in their slang. Yeah, like, yeah. all like, the slang. Now, yeah, especially now. You see how Drake uses it in his music. Yeah, like, for no, before sure. I'm seeing it. That mm-hmm. came from you and Anna Cardi and Me And you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He he, he was listening. People don't, don't forget, we we come from a, a, a city of real hip-hop.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: A yeah. lot of people don't hear that too much. You get what I mean? And I, I'm glad I have someone like you on here to make people know that. Toronto bred MCs from time, even though there's, you know, we're seeing a lot of the youth do different things. There's yeah. always been a, a people with bars, lyrics, and you know what I mean? Like when you see people come from here, it's hard work. Yeah, doing
1: no, for music. Sure. And I I think for me, I kind of, I was behind, I ended up being behind the scenes. So I was mixing a lot of records. I was producing a lot of records. So mm-hmm. when we first came out, we caused... Such a trouble that it was hard for anybody to really mess with us because I don't think people realize Toronto is a grant based system. So a lot of the artists played nice so they could get grants. Yes. And we were making fun of all the artists that were getting grants and making fun of the grant <laughs> system. So people would walk up to me and be like, Yo, use is dope, man. Yo, is there a way can I support you? And I go, Oh, yo, could you get me a, a grant for a video? And they're like, oh, That's not gonna happen. No one. <laughs> 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 and what people didn't realize was the tough dumpling vinyl that came out that was um, a record label in jersey there was mm. a, no one would touch us at the time even though we, we we caused such a buzz it was just like everybody in the industry was just like yo we can't get funding for these guys they're just too raw and they're unpredictable Mm-hmm. And if if you listen to our records you can't tell what we're going to do next cuz we could go off the hinges and make fun of anybody at any time. See, you know? Cuz we sorry. had battle battle rap on lock because of the exactly. way we were able to joke around, it made it deadly because we mm-hmm. could just make someone just laugh at you out the blue, you know? What I'm <laughs> that's true, that's true.
0: <laughs> so like not it's interesting that you're talking you're talking about that don't you feel, I feel that's one reason certain artists can't really like it's still that system still in you gotta kind of um make your music attractable to the the the, to the market right Mm -hmm. you know we see in toronto how it is now i'm gonna get to that question right but um Mm -hmm. if you're not basically going by the rules you're not gonna get through basically on the radio too i know people know the politics you have to have a commercial like there is the street, the one what you have what's not commercial, but you have to have a commercial version of your music. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. A lot of people don't know that still, believe it or not. So yeah. I'm going to ask you, what do you think about the new generation? I know you've been seeing things over the, the years. There's good talent in every generation, but what do you think about how it is now for Toronto? Um, I think it, it was the same as back in the day for me,
1: where I think my first realization what was going on in Toronto was Master P. When I heard first heard of Master P, I was just like, what is this Southern stuff? How come I never heard it? And then what got me crazy was it went triple platinum before I ever heard it. <laughs> so I was just like, so I went on this journey thinking that you could go platinum in Toronto without anybody ever hearing you. And then when they showed me the numbers of how much people is actually in Canada, even though Canada is big, so yeah. if you compare Canada to the amount of people in New Orleans, yeah, the whole of Canada, I still couldn't go platinum. and New Orleans, someone could go platinum triple times. Yes. And then that gave me the scale. And once I looked at that scale, I was like, oh, shoot, you know, you're still, you still are limited because then just not enough people. So I think what ends up happening, you get to a port where everybody gives you props and and you got something going, but there's just not enough people to fulfill, to get the to the American level. You get what yeah, I'm infrastructure.
0: saying? We need the infrastructure, Yeah, we don't. I mean. I don't know if it's the
1: infrastructure, just sheer amount of people. Support. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, the, I just think it's just the amount of people. So you can reach people from here but it had to be broadcast from the U.S. You get mm, what I'm
0: saying? I
1: see and if saying. you look at Drake, Drake was here the whole time. No one talked about Drake until he was broadcast in the U.S. The U.S. broadcast him back to Canada and Canada go, he's Canadian. It mm. was different from sitting here all time rapping. I have demos of Drake on it. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's no true. one was paying attention. Lil mm. Wayne, speaking about the whole Southern thing, Lil Wayne... And that whole crowd and the, the money and the energy and the people brought all that credi- credibility back because everybody's just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this, this got the stamp of approval from America in some so way.
0: What, so that but, means my argument of the marketing, like artists from here, not really argument, this is what I put out there, that you should be trying to market to the market what's gonna, what you're you're trying to get into. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think there's different levels of it because you know, I feel
1: yeah. I feel like if you're here and you could get funding to do a little tour, get get your thing, you need all of that stuff. You just gotta know when to graduate from that. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah. people think, Oh yeah, go to the states and make it big. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is that build up your liquor studio, get yeah. your production on point, mm-hmm. get your style on point, get you know, build within a thing and when you're ready when your package is tight, then try to present it to a bigger scale and a bigger audience. You know what I'm saying? true, but I they think don't you go just,
0: through those steps.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what I'm trying to say, is, yeah. um, you could just jump out the gate and just post online online, yeah. but yeah, you're not getting any tours, you're not getting any shows. I did, I did a big show in New York, maybe four or five years ago. And everybody on that set had a... you To be on that show, you had to have a million views and over. Some mm. guy snuck me on. I performed. I rocked the show. Everybody's just like, yo, who's this kid? He don't have a million views.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody who had a million views couldn't perform. They were so busy trying to watch numbers that they never hit... They didn't know how to hold a mic properly. There was feedback. <laughs> <laughs> And it was the but one now, who didn't have any views that mash up the show. You know so what I'm yeah, saying?
0: You, know what, you're, you, you got you. I'm putting you in it now. Now, there's a lot of artists like that. There's a big percentage like that, what you explained, what's promoted for our scene now. So they have, since you're saying that, remember what you just said. They're having something called Rolling Loud. Finally, Toronto is recognized globally. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think a lot of these artists? artists should get ready like what you're saying sharpeners because honestly a lot of these are young artists not hating they have not performed i've never seen showcases with all these <laughs> top people what these blog pages are uh, promoting i've never seen a show that show of yeah, yeah. them doing it. i mean i mean that's practically what's going to keep you in the
1: game you know what i'm saying live shows is always important a lot of because you gotta keep on the money you make from your merch like so if you put a song on spotify right Mm. it's like you're getting a couple cents and you have to move a million just to make a couple of dollars right just a couple of dollars now i did like even my show at my show i was selling the my vinyl we were selling it for 50 bucks even if one person buy it, I make more than I could make off Spotify, of yeah, a million spins. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it, it's almost like it's almost like a weird Rubik's cube where you got to play all the sides, but you got to find a balance between okay, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a lot of views here. I'm trying to do a, move a lot of records live. And, and so I think it's like a, a kind of little song and dance thing you got to do with it, but you definitely, but pocket, I think you got to get the show game up because if you really want to move units, you're going to make more money at the shows than just watching your views. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. Because that's where you could sell. That's where I think it's coming back to. That's where you could sell your records, your physical record.
1: I know. And and T-shirts. I went to a show the other day. They're selling stickers for $25 and people are buying it. You know, because they were like, I'm trying to support the artists. And we know, you know, you're not getting like, everybody's on the Spotify right now. They know if you if you keep playing their song over and over that artist ain't really getting paid so they're going to show up to your show and try to support I mean I so, gave even at my show mo I gave away a ton of records so I didn't expect when I went to the merch table they're like yo you gave everybody a, a free record and everybody came back and bought another record and I was like yo that's you can't I can't beat that kind of like support you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't know where to get that kind of support on Spotify, you
0: know? <laughs> no, because <laughs> listen, it's an illusion, really, to me. I don't want to even, I, I won't get too much into it. But right now, it's better that you have, you're more, keep it limited. Because when you're limited, right, people will yeah. uh, cherish your art more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. Like sure. Like, I recently, I, I, I believe, like, all digital platforms is good to promote your commercial tracks. Right? Yeah, yeah, I you're, agree. You're, I'm on the same page. Your, your full body of work, put it out on your own website or somewhere where it's limited and you're going to benefit making you on that. for your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> the whole, th- the the whole, whole thing I is
1: totally you- agree with you on that. That's totally how I'm moving. That's why people be sending me, like, yo, I I don't have this. i like, you're not going to get it on the digital platform because I know mm-hmm. most of the songs they're showing up in other places. And the way I did the vinyl, when you get the vinyl it comes with a, a card that gives you downloads of the song and Smart. videos. So Smart. you get the download and video all in one and you really ain't got to worry about, I try to keep everything up. It's like the vinyl is the key to get the,
0: the key to get the digital part. Smart. That's how you have to do it. Marketing. That's uh, Something similar I'm doing with my recent project myself is merch. It's double merch. So. Basically, you purchase the merch and the albums with it. You can purchase anything, teacups, anything. Sh- yeah. Tea
1: yep. And You just oh, got to keep yeah. it simple like that. Because, I mean, it, if you, the labels got this thing unlocked, I mean, they invested so much in Spotify that they mainly benefit now. You know, so there's a lot less commercial labels, but the ones that are running it, they're making bank right now. Mm. They're so, all part of it. You no, know, so you know that whole system of it.
0: Re- recently, you had an event though, uh, like you—that was your release for your uh, vinyl, right? You had it yes yeah. recently. Yeah, How's it's that? a
1: limited. Oh, the the event was great, man! Like so many people came out, and um, the vibe was just nice. I mean, a lot of people traveled out of town because they were like, "Yo, I don't know when I ever gonna see another show." So I was like, people were coming from. Ottawa, Montreal, people drove down out of nowhere, you know? But I was like, so, you know, I had to give respect because I was just like, yo, this, it's a track. And I make sure everybody got a record and, and just vibe out, you know what I'm saying? And this record was more of a, I just wanted to keep Quedro, like you said, her name generally is not on the list when you hear Canadian. If you say Tough Dumpling, they'll say, yeah, but they won't bring it up otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Someone has to say that it's there. So I know um, with the whole nefarious thing, I always want to make sure Quezro's name stays alive in this game because I know a lot of people, he was definitely one of the foundations as far as spitting the bars and kicking freestyles. And I mean, he could just freestyle for hours, just go straight on, you know what I'm saying? And so that kind of lyricism, I think it, it, it was it was it was one of one of the top coming out of the 90s you know but I feel like because because we were so like caused the trouble crew <laughs> most people in the industry generally will shy from bringing her name up you know what I'm saying just because they uh. thought we could have too much trouble back in the day. I mean I got on the argument um on live radio uh with Mishi and I was ban banned, banned off the power move. And then, oh, and then Flow, I had this line where I go, I leave you off, girl, like white girl. I leave you off beat, like white girls who dance on Electric Circus. Oh, and shit. one of the guys who was on Flow, I guess he was part of the whole Electric Circus scene that's high up. He
0: <laughs> yeah. was like,
1: we're not playing no nefarious records. Mm-hmm. So then I got banned from there. So then Master T got me on Much Music. And then, typically, Much Music, they only open the front gate for like big celebrities. And back then it was like only open it for you know Britney Spears or or Justin Timberlake or something. But Master T opened that grill and there was a fan base out there ready to listen to my music and much music was like, wait, how we open a grill for a guy that doesn't have a music video. You know what I'm saying? And it was almost like, you know, Master T got you know, he you know, big him up. He pushed for me to That's to Is get some shine on that, that show. But then I got banned from that too. <laughs> so, I mean, I pretty much got banned from almost, almost all the major outlets coming out in the 90s. But, you know, just to give you perspective, we dropped our first single of probably around 95, 96. Mm-hmm. My first official music video dropped last year. Oh, no... Shit that my first no music industry is my first video that ever came out so for the span of time since 96 to 2001 there was no music video it's all lyrics so for for people to even mention my name in the game based on all the lyrics we've dropped over that time Mm -hmm. you you know i give power to that because most of when you say like man's like cardi if you're saying man's like cardi and you say my name in the same sentence and he has what almost 50 music videos by now and i have my i only dropped my first i just got a bunch lined up because i have to put it together for this record but that means you know the lyrics stood the test of time you
0: know what i'm saying so
1: that I right. up.
0: <laughs> man this is gonna i know this is the blueprint because many others are gonna be calling you now. I know. You're gonna be seeing hey, everybody wants that interview from Tough Dumpling, you know, MC Collision. Because it's like a jewel, you know, it's an honor to be interviewing a legend and a real. This is the definition, Toronto, of a MC. You look him up and you know what I'm talking, and you know I know my hip-hop, right? You know I, I, I know my hip-hop. So Yo, I'm just saying, it's good to see that you're still here doing your thing behind the scenes with the music, yeah. and you know, like this is a classic, you know, and like, yeah, for people to to really listen to.
1: And I branched out over the years. So, just um, a quick backstory: after I left, I moved to New York, and then I really got into a bunch of film stuff. So, the film that I got out now is called uh, Divide. I'm working with Film Cl- Cloud Studios. Out of New York, and we just—it was a flex. Was dope. Moment we linked, it was just like, yo, let's do some heavy production and get some stories told. And it's interesting because we're casting all these people in New York, and we were looking for actors that were over like sixty and up. And there were so there were, we had a lot of people, you know, in that age group, and they were like, we've never seen a black production team. I'm like, this is New York. What do you mean? There's no Shit. black production team in New York? Mm. And they're like, these guys have been doing movies since they were in their 30s and they're in their 60s now telling you, like, we're the first black production team Damn. that they actually see where we're talking about from script writers to lighting guys to camera guys. And I was just, like, shocked. We did the film and the film won 11 awards. We won three. We won six in Europe this year, we won another three in Miami. We got Jersey. And I've just locked down one into Toronto Film Festival. So I'll be back in July to push that film out in Toronto. So, yeah. So if you see me on some next level, you're going to be in that film world. So, you're going to be on some next level thing.
0: Everybody's going to be calling, man. Trust <laughs> so, you. You're, you're, you're alleging yourself. Everybody be coming at you. I, I just try
1: to, I just try to like get these stories out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not. I'm, I'm. I consider myself more of a storyteller, more yeah. than that's why I feel like I've never go yo. I'm a rapper because even if you look at listen to all my songs, even pondering, pondering yeah. was about a story. I was talking about, uh, Tooney Tuesdays.
0: Remember, yeah. in back in yeah. the day,
1: Tuesdays <laughs> was the only time you could go to a movie because yeah. it was cheap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't realize listening back to those records. I was like, yo, I'm telling the landscape from City TV. I'm actually rapping the landscape that we're in at the time. The
0: soundtrack, yeah, the city soundtrack.
1: And so, um, on this new album, um, I definitely brought a lot of a lot of creative stories of telling, you know, different, just different stories. So on the first side is the Aki side, Mm. and the Aki side is mostly in Patois, and then the banana side is in English. English. And you know is more pure, so it makes sense to put the Patois Sunday on the Everybody <laughs> <laughs> know what morning. banana is, so I just mm-hmm. – <laughs> So that's the Flex, and you can pick it up at Play the Record if you're in Toronto, and then it'll start uh, – it'll be up on com starting next week for anybody who yeah. want to get.
0: So Much that- respect, that's- man. Much yeah, respect tough dumpling for coming through on the down to earth legend legend this is a gem i want people to check out his music get the vinyl all digital platforms wherever it's available Yo, i I see big things coming for you (laughs) i I see uh more interviews of course we're setting the standard right here you know it's a great great interview man much all right thanks Thanks. down to me big up big up bless (laughs)
1: <laughs> Blessings. Bless-